Hi, everyone. Welcome to Minnesota Politics 101. I am Pat Kessler, the political reporter at WCCO Television in Minneapolis. This week, we're going to talk about the story that has been gripping America. Everybody's watching this, the Senate confirmation of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. And we're going to talk about the Minnesota senator who is at the center of this historic, chaotic tornado back home here in Minnesota. Also, the epicenter of millions of dollars in outside spending in the races for U.S. Congress. We're going to talk about that and a closer look at a terribly negative campaign ad. That includes me! How can they do this But I'm in a campaign ad? I want to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about President Trump coming back to Minnesota, a campaign rally next week in southern Minnesota. So we're going to take a look at the President of the United States and the Minnesotans he calls my farmers. Okay, so we witnessed a remarkable U.S. Senate hearing this week on the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. It was crazy. Uh, It wasn't so much a confirmation hearing as a political spectacle. This thing has blown up into something I have never seen before. Kavanaugh faced multiple allegations of sexual misconduct, and they are still coming, those allegations, When he was in high school, remember what you did in high school? Uh, These are serious enough, though, for the Judiciary Committee to meet again. These are allegations of heavy drinking of two young men, including Kavanaugh, forcibly holding down a girl. Kavanaugh had his hand over her mouth, she says, so no one could hear her screams, and he tried to remove her clothing while another one of his buddies was jumping on top of them. I mean, it sounds horrible. Now, Republicans uh, hired a female attorney for these hearings to question Dr. Christine Blasey Ford because all of the 11 Republicans on the committee are men, and they didn't want it to look like the men were doing this. So none of them ask questions themselves. Uh, I I, I found that very odd that they didn't have the confidence to be sympathetic to a woman who has suffered a trauma. Uh, But they hired this female attorney, who, by the way, they called their female assistants. Now, on the Democratic side, there are 10 members of the uh, Democratic side of the Judiciary Committee, 11 Republicans, 10 Democrats. And among the Democrats, there are four women who questioned Dr. Ford, including Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. You know, from my experience um, with memory, I remember distinctly things that happened to me in high school or happened to me in college, Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't exactly remember the date. Uh, I don't exactly remember the time. I sometimes may not even remember the exact place uh, where it occurred, but I remember the interaction. And many people are focused today on what you're not able to remember about that night. I actually think you remember a lot. I'm going to phrase it a little differently. Can you tell us what you don't forget about that night? 
the stairwell, the living room, the bedroom, the bed on the right side of the room. As you walk into the room, there was a bed to the right. Um, the bathroom in close proximity. The laughter, the uproarious laughter. And the multiple attempts to escape and the final ability to do so. So as we record this Minnesota Political 101 podcast, we don't know the outcome of the hearings. We don't know what's happening with Kavanaugh. But we do note that President Trump several times this week raised the distinct possibility to reporters that he might pull the nomination altogether. Yeah, I might do it, he said, which is something I've never heard before, but it looks like he's got the plane up there, he's got the door open, he's got the parachute on, and he could be ready to jump. Who knows what's going to happen? This is something we've never seen before. Okay. Uh, this is something that makes reporters extremely uncomfortable. A politician making a reporter part of the story. So this is the story of a dark political ad from the innocuous-sounding Friends of Eric Paulson. Friends of Eric Paulson means it's Eric Paulson, the congressman from the 3rd District Republican here in Minnesota. It's an ad attacking Democrat Dean Phillips, falsely accusing him of not offering health care to his workers at a coffee shop that he owns. And all of this takes us down a dark, through-the-looking-glass rabbit hole. Makes me crazy. Let's listen, though, to this ad first. And that is me at the end of it. I'm Eric Paulson, and I approve this message. We do offer health care to full-time employees. Not true. Phillips didn't always offer health care to his own employees. The Star Tribune, KSTP, and WCCO all agree. Phillips didn't give his employees health care. Even worse, as chairman of the board of a health care company, Phillips tried to drastically cut health benefits for hardworking nurses. Millionaire Dean Phillips slashes health care for nurses. He can't be trusted. Because he says one thing but doesn't do it. So this ad is edited in such a way that it takes a few seconds of what I said on television and it twists it into something completely different. What I actually said was that Congressman Paulson's strategy is to go after Phillips because he thinks Phillips is saying one thing and doing another. But that's not what you see in this ad. All of this is legal. It's called fair use, despite being unfair, misleading, and deceptive. Now, here are the facts about Dean Phillips, by the way. He does give health care to all his full-time coffee shop employees. He does not offer health care to part-time workers. He pays his part-time workers 15 bucks an hour. That's a lot of money for working in a coffee shop, plus tips. So we asked University of Minnesota political science professor Catherine Pearson why Eric Paulson would 
resort to something like this. Usually the candidates themselves are the least negative, and this is a very negative ad, and it's sort of, um, I think, emblematic of where this this campaign is, and the race is very competitive. I mean, since Eric Paulson was elected in 2006, he has not faced such a competitive race. Um, His district went for Clinton over Trump by about 10 points, and I think that there is the perception, uh, probably an accurate one, that this election is a referendum on Trump in the third district, even though Trump himself is not on the ballot. So here is the kicker. Representative Eric Paulson is a founding member in Congress of something called the Civility Caucus. The Civility Caucus. There's about a dozen members of Congress who, in this caucus, they pledge to conduct themselves with civility in public discourse. You can't make this up. So I've received more than 100 emails and letters and calls from viewers upset that I would endorse Congressman Paulson and attack Democrat Dean Phillips. Here is one of them. This is from a viewer who was among the most upset. Let's take a look at this. Let's open open that letter. This letter is from Alvin, I won't give his last name, from Circle Pines, Minnesota. Dear Pat Kessler, it is so sad you've turned into a pathetic lying lapdog for the GOP. The GOP must put a quarter in you and your mouth starts to run. Whatever has happened to you, why don't you take the little pride you have left and move back up to the northwest part of Minnesota and the hole you crawled out of? This guy knows that I'm from northwestern Minnesota, farm kid from Clay County. He continues, at your age, why do you sit and make a pathetic fool out of yourself on TV? I guess when you're old and washed up, you struggle to stay employed. No one else wants you. So go back up to northwestern Minnesota and join the rest of the losers like you. I come from the range and we despise you mental rejects. Then it's signed yours, Al. I am thrilled to be back in the great state of Minnesota. So President Trump is coming back to Minnesota just over three months from the last time he was here in Duluth. Next week, he's going to be in Rochester in southern Minnesota campaigning for Republican congressional candidate Jim Hagedorn. He's a very strong Trump supporter who does have a really good chance of flipping this district in southern Minnesota from Democrat to Republican. That's going to be a really strong test for Congress this year. Here's what's interesting to me. Latest polls here in Minnesota show Trump is losing popularity, especially in the southern part of the state. Now, this is big-time farm country, tens of thousands of square miles of soybean farmers. They are hit squarely by President Trump's tariffs on China. China is retaliating with tariffs on products like soybeans. So the president held a freewheeling press conference on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly in New York. I mean, this was this was like performance art. It was like Miles Davis 
or Kanye bouncing from one note to another. This thing lasted an hour and 20 minutes. I've never seen anything like it. Here's what he said about China and tariffs and the Americans he called my farmers. My farmers are so incredible. These are patriots. You know, on a network that doesn't like me very much, which is most of them, but a network that didn't, doesn't really treat me very good, they interviewed farmers. And they got hurt because, you know, all of a sudden China steps buying. By the way, they've started buying again. I don't know if you've noticed. And soybeans are going up and things are going up. And we've had very little hurt from what I've done. In fact, the markets have gone up and the farmers are going to do great. But ultimately, but they had farmers. And these guys are amazing. I love them. And they voted for me and they love me. And they said, we don't care if we get hurt. He's doing the right thing. What do you farm? Mostly, I'm out of the livestock now, but I had hogs and cattle. Now I'm just crop farming. I spent some time this summer with farmers in southern Minnesota standing with the president. They support him strongly, despite the financial hardships. Probably this trade war, hopefully, will work itself out. Francis, how long can you hold out uh, for it to help you? Not very long. They're starting to wonder, although one of them told me, steady as she goes. This was at Farm Fest, this big farm festival. We do know it is getting harder and harder as farmers are losing money. How long can they hold up, is the question. Thanks for joining us. Minnesota Politics 101 is produced by Sean Skinner. I'm Pat Kessler. See you next week. <laughs>